turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. Welcome to another holiday special, another Saturday morning with, we've got Christmas vibes here. Are we going to cover other holidays? Eventually we will. The Rugrats Hanukkah special must be discussed, but this I, year, <laughs> our Christmas I you're special. I going to be like, we need to do Arbor Day, we'll do... <laughs> Father's Day, which we will do Father's Day. We do have something planned for Father's Day. We've got a dad. We do. We have one dad. We have to use him. We, we don't have a tree, but we do have a dad. <laughs> we have one father who sits in the in the corner, uh, and we hang stuff on him. Uh, and that's our holiday cheer. That's what we do every year. Our holiday special this year will be, and is... We're doing it now. I don't know why I'm saying will be, like it's that far in the future. It's like 10 minutes in the future. Uh, It's Olive, the other reindeer. Yes. Which is uh, an animated TV special from the year 1999. Remember that year? Do you? Me or the audience? I remember. You? Both of you. When I think about the year 1999, honestly, the first thing my brain went to was, what was on the McDonald's menu that year? Like, was there anything special? Were they trying anything new? And? I I think I might have been, like, that was right at the age where it's like, I'm done with Happy Meals. I'm eating regular adult (laughs) meals. I'm eating a Big Mac. So I only remember, like, Big Mac. Regular adult meal was my favorite uh, thing to order. That was one of my... (laughs) My... One of my usuals I would get. Father! Father, get us one regular adult meal! <laughs> it reminds me of the, the Superman comic. Uh, would you would you like super salad? Uh, I would like regular salad. Okay, that's fine. A regular salad for a regular man! <laughs> super salad, definitely not. Do you have Clark salad? Because that's who I am. <laughs> it's me. Clark can't see these glasses. <laughs> Clark wears those. Me, him. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the holiday cheer of today's episode, Mel, what's new Scooby Doo? Since it is the holiday times, I have been watching one of my favorite holiday specials the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. I was thinking about watching that this week. It's. <laughs> I truly enjoy it. I I know that it's bad, but that's like if I told you I was going swimming and somebody said, you know that pool is wet, right? I know. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm doing it. I, I'm, I'm like just a Star Wars fan in passing. I've seen everything. I don't have the deep emotional attachment to it the way other people do. And I love what a hot, mysterious mess the Star Wars holiday special is. And that was a legend for so long. It like was, it was something yeah. you, you would hear about only like they only broadcast it once. It's never been released. Maybe you can buy it on a bootleg tape at a comic con. And like, I did you know some guy had a rip of it that I watched in college. And now there's, there's the riff tracks version of it, which I watched. So the jokes make it go down smoother and, Yeah, I check in with it every year, watch at least a couple minutes of the Star Wars holiday special to celebrate Life Day. 
I think it was specifically riff tracks that kind of brought yes. it back to the public eye. I think that was uh, the first version I saw was the riff tracks version. Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, should I? If I want to watch this, do I want to watch it without the riff tracks? And how far could I make it? <sighs> Don't I'm do it alone. Not very far. Yeah, I'm I'm watching uh, movies consistently, Christmas movies as consistently this month as I can with my roommate every day. Nice. Um, I introduced them to Klaus this week, ah, uh, which they had never seen, and and they said like, okay, now I have to watch this every year. It's so Aww. good. That's good. That's yeah. good when you find a new one of those. And then I introduced them to the the Legend of Santa Claus that we did for last year's uh, Christmas special. Uh, and it was terrible. It's It had one rewatch worth of nostalgia, and eh. then I showed it to them. And I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good. This this was a bad movie to watch for fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's pr- nice when you have to watch it for homework. It's like, this is pretty yeah. fun for homework. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's good. Do you have any other uh, holiday movies you watch every year? There's a new movie this year called 8-Bit Christmas. It's on, I saw that, yeah. It's on HBO Max, and it is adult Neil Patrick Harris, who is this, like, 10-year-old daughter who's begging him for a phone. He's like, you know, when I, when I was your age, all I really wanted for Christmas was a Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> and it's him telling her the story of how he got his Nintendo, Princess Bride Aww. style. And the meat of the movie is basically a Christmas story, but instead of being in the 1940s about a kid who wants a BB gun, it's in 1988 about a kid who wants a Nintendo. So it's a lot of 80s pastiche. It's got a lot of John Hughes vibes in there, but I think it's very knowingly a loving tribute to all of these other movies about Christmas and about the 80s. It was a fun time. Yeah, I could see myself watching that again next year. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Hmm. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, and if not, I I must have been remiss, uh, because one of the movies that I watch every year on Christmas is my favorite movie, uh, yes. which is Hogfather, and it is a three-hour, like, kind of two... You could watch it in two parts. I think it aired in two parts, but if you watched it all together, it would be three hours. Uh, British produced, based on the Terry Pratchett book, and it's kind of just in this alternate world where it's not Christmas, it's Hogswatch. And it's not Santa Claus, it's the Hogfather. Uh, and then he disappears one night. And uh, the Grim Reaper is like, well, someone has to do this job. I'll take over. Meanwhile, uh, there's an assassin plot, assassination plot going on. There's tooth fairy hijinks. Oh, yes. Uh, Death's daughter <laughs> is like investigating all of this. It's a very wild movie. But three hours is, is like a good span for that kind of plot. I really mm. enjoy it and I watch it every year. Those are our uh, Christmas recommendations. Um, happy holidays. As happy holidays. Happy. You know what? Even if you don't celebrate holidays, if you just stay home and do what you do, whatever. If you go out with friends yeah. and just do whatever, have a good time. Have a happy that. Right. Enjoy uh, December. En- enjoy looking at a light. <laughs> Several lights. <laughs> if you choose to, to pace yourself one light at a time, please. <laughs> one per day. Yeah take it easy uh i as far as my what's new scooby-doo it's been a bit since we recorded uh-huh. and i i have to recommend this at, like i very much need to recommend this and get this on my chest 
go watch Arcane. Arcane on Netflix, based on the League of Legends characters and properties, uh, is really good. It's only nine episodes long, has an amazing soundtrack. The animation is gorgeous. The storytelling is gorgeous. Uh, it's a little heavy on the front end uh, if you're very if you're sensitive to sensitive topics. Uh, but other than that, it's very very good, and I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about reindeer. Let's talk about Olive, the other reindeer, who is in fact a dog. Spoilers. <laughs> that was anyway, all I no, knew about pe- this. Uh, yeah, I picked this because I remember the commercials for this. I remember it airing in 99, probably for a year or two after that. And all I knew was it, Drew Barrymore ver- voices this cute little dog named Olive. And she hear, and like one of the reindeer is injured and she hears on the radio that Santa's like, if Blitzen's out, I don't think I'm going to be able to have Christmas unless all of the other reindeer can help. And she hears Olive, the other reindeer. She's like, it's me. Santa's talking about me. I'm just like a beagle or whatever, but I'm going to learn how to be a reindeer and fly and pull the sleigh. Uh, and that's all I knew. I'm like, that's pretty cute, but I don't think I ever saw it. And then I saw it airing on... Cartoon Network, maybe? I saw it on TV a handful yeah. of years ago. Like, this is actually pretty charming. Yeah, it w- it originally aired on Fox. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. Does Cartoon Network have those kinds of rights? I don't know. I just saw it on TV somewhere. 20th Century Fox, is that in the Warner Brothers well, there universe? Well, th- there are all sorts of things that air on networks that don't belong to that network. Like... That's fair. House aired on Fox, but it was produced by NBC Universal. Sometimes a network will oh, like produce weird. something and like another network will actually get like the airing rights and then maybe like 20 years after the thing aired on one network, it does get reran in another family of networks. I don't know. I saw it on TV somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I remember watch- watching this, I think on Cartoon Network, yeah. And yeah, it's really good it's got very quirky animation mm-hmm. uh very fun movie very fun to look at and the characters are all uh really fun to watch or easy to watch yeah um, and i didn't know when i was a kid that this was a matt graining production <laughs> i didn't know either i that was that's like the first title card we had when we started the movie and i'm like what really but yeah. as you watch it it kind of makes sense mm-hmm like it's got the same composer as Futurama. I think Dan Castellaneta is mm. in it. It's got it's got a yeah. couple people he's worked with in other shows. Yeah, let's uh, let's run down some facts, shall we? And then we'll get into the uh, not meat and potatoes. Let's do something more festive. Bone the, the ham. And... <laughs> I was thinking about bone? things dogs like bone and oh the... uh, peanut butter. Let's get into the bone of potato potato butter. <laughs> let's get. <laughs> Into the bone and peanut butter of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, name name the movie Olive, comma the other reindeer. Uh, it was released, like we said, in 1999. It was directed by Steve Moore. Uh, the writers on this—it's kind of an interesting credit. The writer, I think, for this special mainly is Steve Young, and then we have in parentheses book uh, J. Otto Siebold and Vivian Walsh, who I think worked on the book and also helped work on the show mm-hmm. um, composed by Christopher Tying uh, T-Y-N-G Tying 
And as far as notable voice actors, there's a lot in here. Uh, we do have Drew Barrymore as Olive. She does a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Postman is Dan Casanella, otherwise known as Homer Simpson. Martini, the Penguin, played by Joe. Okay, Joe Panto Liano, who mm-hmm. you may know as Cipher from The Matrix. Um, oh, Ed. Yeah, <laughs> Ed Asner as Santa. Uh, Classic, best Santa in the biz. Yeah, really great. Uh, Fido the Flea, played by Peter McNichol, who is oh! Yamush from Ghostbusters Two. Right, that's what I also mostly know him as. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of like little tiny bit parts in here that are notable voice notable voice actors. Uh, Billy West has a very short role in this. Tressa McNeil plays Mrs. Claus. He doesn't get a lot of voice lines. We have Tim Meadows as the bus driver. Diedrich Bader gets like a two second line at the end of the movie as a zoo director. A lot of like little voices. Oh, and Mike Groening had a. Uh, a little tiny voice line cameo as well. Nice. As, uh, a member of an elf. A member of an elf. An elf in a band. <laughs> but yeah, those are our notable voice actors. And you can really hear it too when, when they talk in the show. Mm. And the animation style, it's early CGI, but it's got this real interesting sort of like 2D and a half look to it. It looks very yeah. much like a storybook. It's kind of neat. All the characters are like, yeah, like flat, but their features are as if they're facing three quarters. Yeah. Uh, so like their eye is like just, just <laughs> their their head is turned just in time to see that eye, but it's flat. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's very cartoony. It's like it's all made out of like uh, poster, poster paper, cardboard, poster paper? board, colored paper, poster board. There we go. But yeah, construction I, I would take paper. a look. It's it's really f- construction paper. Thank you. <laughs> a word that. Why is it called construction paper? Oh, it's I guess you construct because, it. Yeah, I think because it's thick enough that a a young child can easily like tear it or cut it with like little kid scissors. It it can be glued and taped very easily. Like it's not just paper for a kid to draw on. They could like make something out of the paper. Oh, that makes more sense. Anyway. Or maybe it was invented by a guy named, like, John Construction. I don't know. <laughs> John Construction, if you're out there, go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Send Thank us a you. screenshot of that and get it read on the air. <laughs> Let's get into the bone and peanut butter of this episode, shall we? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, no theme song to play for this, but there is a lot of songs in this movie. Uh, yeah. Mel, if there's any that you want to react to, I could pull one up, but we don't have to. Uh, the show does start with Olive just romping around the town. She's singing about how much she loves Christmas. She's full of Christmas cheer as it is now a couple days before the holiday. She does things like go to a little mouse family who's trying to find a Christmas tree just their size in a Christmas tree lot and everything's too big. She's like, hold on, I'll help you. And she brings them a, a pine tree car air freshener. Yeah, she, it's very sweet. She also, I think, gets a uh, there's a hot dog cart that she walks past, which is our second holiday-centric mention of hot dog. <laughs> After the hot dog <laughs> display in the grocery store and we're back at Dinosaur Story. The great hot dog fiasco of this past November. 
for any like we think about hot dogs for Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, the barbecue holidays. Consider hot dog yeah. all the time. It, Halloween, hot dog mummies, one of my favorite seasonal fall foods. I mm-hmm. consider it all the time. Easter, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Arbor Day, hot dog. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it is a hot food. It's it's eaten often hot. I guess it can be eaten chilled if you want, but not many people do that. So it not, makes not unless you're a to, child. To yeah, a child who's like, I don't know. Dogs out of the fridge. You're like, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I'm hungry. Mom's <laughs> busy. I'll eat this hot dog. It's not this raw. Hot dogs already meat. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't have to do anything to make it meat. It's that already. <laughs> By child law, I should be able to eat this. Just like frosting out of a can or just pouring yeah. a bunch of sprinkles into a nice glass that you find and then you drink the sprinkles out of the glass. <laughs> these are all classic child recipes. <laughs> We've all done these. Classic as We've cheese in this. tortilla. Nothing else. <laughs> cheese, tortilla, roll up, microwave. 20 seconds, you got a meal. Didn't have to ask mom at all. Such a famous recipe, Taco Bell sells it. You can just get a cheese roll up. <laughs> That's all kids want sometimes. Just buy it. Don't let mm-hmm. them make it. Support capitalism. Don't do that. Olive meets uh, a new friend. This is a penguin named Martini who has not escaped from the zoo. He was let go from the zoo because it seems like yeah. he was stealing office supplies. Like he was the guy running all the. If you want something, if you're a zoo animal, you want something from the outside. Martini's the one who gets it into you. He's the fixer like yeah. that. And the zoo was like, please leave. We don't need this here. <laughs> so the, now he's a penguin. Yeah, he got fired. Just, right. <laughs> he's kicked out of zoo. So now he's just walking around town and he's trying to sell fake Rolexes. Yeah, he stops Olive to like try and sell her like a fake Rolex. Uh, and, and she's like, there's extra X's on this. He's like, oh, those are factory seconds. That's why they're so cheap. Buy it. Uh, <laughs> Rolex and then, like, XX. And then a cop walks up, a cab, and says, like, hey, you can't be doing this again. You can't keep doing this. Uh, And I think Olive kind of talks her way out of it, like, no, no, I'm buying a watch. It's fine. It's totally cool. Uh, And so Martini's like, I owe you one. And then we will see Martini later. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Olive, you know, sings her song about Christmas, walks by notable stores such as Butters of the World and Ice Sculpture Repair. And makes her way back to uh, her house. Oh, no, wait, do we run into the... Or no, she walks by the mail truck, which stops abruptly because she was, like, crossing. Mm. And we get kind of, like, a grumble from the mailman. We'll see Mm. him later. Yes. Olive goes home to her owner, Tim, and he asks her if she's done dog errands that day. He's like, what'd you get up to? You bury any bones? You chase any trucks? And she's like, oh, I was so excited about Christmas. (laughs) He specifically says, how are your dog chores coming? Did you bury any bones? <laughs> right. He doesn't think she's dog-like enough. Like, later there's a joke that she bought him slippers that she's going to give him for Christmas. And she's like, I should probably chew these first. <laughs> Tim would like that. Tim would like it if I was a better dog. Yeah, a more dog-like dog. But yeah. Tim makes a remark about, you know, he's just angry. He's frustrated. Like, be more dog, please. Uh, 
and Olive says something, let's like, let's not fight at Christmas. And Tim like grumbles like, eh, it's not going to be a Christmas anyway. Mm. And then Olive goes into like her little dog house, which is like very nicely set up. She has like a little shelf and like yeah. her own Christmas tree. Uh, and she talks about like, I know Tim doesn't like me being different from other dogs. I mean, what other dogs have a, a pet flea? And the whole time she's talking to this little flea with an F on his chest. Uh, his his name is Fido. His name is Fido, but I didn't learn that until the end of the movie. Did you? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it also like isn't clear until a while through. Yeah, I just assumed his name was Flea until they say it at the end of the movie. Or maybe uh, there was like something that had his name written on it, but like I couldn't read the maybe. font or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, so this is when she's talking to how, talking to Flea or talking to Fido. And she's like, Tim always used to love Christmas. And for a second, I thought they were making like a tiny Tim joke. Like no, implying that, is, that he was tiny Tim. That is Tim. what she says. She says, ever oh, since he was tiny, Tim loved Christmas. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that's what they were implying, but I wasn't sure if I just misread that in my mm. notes. Yeah, the whole show, uh, the, 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 whole, the whole little mini movie special, it's full of wordplay like this, like... Olive and Martini and Tiny Tim and more characters we meet have wordplay names. Yeah, it's very cute. So yeah, they turn on the radio to kind of like forget their tr- their troubles and their worries. And we get the little radio broadcast from Santa where they're like, Blitzen uh, injured his leg. We're not sure if we're going to be able to, you know, do Christmas this year. And it says, uh, quote from uh, uh, Santa, he's like, yeah, we're we're really gonna have to push through this. If only we had uh, Blitzen, but without Blitzen, we're just gonna, really gonna have to rely on all of the other reindeer to get through this. And then Flea kind of like looks at Olive, like, "Didn't you hear that?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." He said, "All of the other reindeer will help." And and the Flea's like, "No, no, no, no." He said, "I'll live the other reindeer." He's talking mm-hmm. about you. And he's he's like, "You, uh, <laughs> did you hear that? He needs your help." And and he's and. Olive is like, well, I guess I don't always feel like a dog, so maybe I am a reindeer. And I do love Christmas, so maybe that kind of makes sense. And they're deliberating about this, and then Tim comes to the window to apologize. But mm-hmm. he's on the outside of the window, and they kind of like hide because they don't want to upset him. So Olive can't see him, but Flea is like frozen, like on an ornament, like stuck in place to hide. Uh, and. They can only make out muffled what Tim is saying. And Tim is trying to, like, apologize. Like, please, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I should, never should have talked to you like that that way. And Flea is, spec- like, I don't know if he... Flea is giving the wrong words <laughs> to Olive. Like, mm-hmm. feeding her what the muffled versions of what he's hearing, which is only a bad version. Right. So, he hears that Tim is like, I'm not happy with you as a dog. I'm going to replace you. I wish you weren't here. Whereas Tim is yeah. being very nice. And this gives all of the stakes of, oh, no, Tim's unhappy. Maybe if I save Christmas, if I prove that even if I'm not the best dog, that I'm a great reindeer, uh, this will repair our relationship. Yeah. And as much as like Flea is like, trying their best to help if they weren't so sincere in this this would be grade a manipulation yeah like didn't you hear what that happened on the radio they said your name you gotta go yeah 
And like, oh yeah, your owner that that wants you back? Nah, he doesn't want you back. You have to prove yourself. Get out of here. I, I so do like wish a, we had. It's a good ex- thing. It's. Mm. I do wish we had an example of Fido mishearing something in another uh, <laughs> context where it isn't misleading Olive. Like, is this a habit? Does he have poor hearing? Is this something he does often? Or is yeah. this part of some larger machination that he has? It felt like a larger machination. Because uh, it literally just felt like uh, manipulation to me. So yeah, Olive is like, well, I guess I go. I have to go do this. Uh, goodbye, Fleet. I love you. And just kind of takes off. Oh yeah, and this is where Olive like bumps into the mailman, and the mailman who, let's describe him for a second. He's like, oh, I got to pull up a picture. Hold on, because I can't yeah. think of him from memory. Olive, not garden. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, he's got uh like a postman uniform on. He's got, like, a mustache that goes out and, like, points to either side and is, like, mm. just tucked under his nose. Angry eyebrows. And even, like, the little eagles on his postman uniform also have e- evil eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So he... <laughs> all the- in, in the screenshot you're looking at, he's in front of the zoo, and we see in the background... Uh, through the, f- you know, through the fence post. Yeah, there was a bird in a cage labeled Tweet... Yeah, that's sweet. That's them. I didn't know if that was the bird's name or if every animal is labeled with the sound that they make. Like you go to the lion and it says roar. And if you go to the like the giraffe, it doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's right, because giraffes are sworn to secrecy. They will never <laughs> utter a word to you unless you know the code word. So Olive bumps into the, the mailman and Olive's mm. like, oh no, do you wanna don't you wanna kick me or spray me? Uh, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. Didn't you hear the good news? Christmas isn't coming. I'm so delighted. And so he has all these like ulterior motives of like hating Christmas because he never got the toy he wanted. And he just hates Santa and calls him like a freeloader, get a real job, that kind of <laughs> stuff. And he sings this whole like song, uh, which is done by Dan Castanella. Castanetta? Castellaneta. Castellaneta. Thank you. Uh, all these songs are sung by the people that play them, which is very good. Mm-hmm. And he sings this like song uh, about all the extra letters he has to deliver this time of year and how much better it is without Sa- without Santa and without Christmas. And he sings yeah. uh, ba- Bug and Hum in the chorus. And I'm like, are you trying to avoid copyright, my dude? That's not I, a it, copyrighted for, phrase. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, Ba Humbug is in the public domain. Yeah. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah, the the point of the song is that he's like, I hate Christmas because there's so much extra mail, all these letters, all these packages, my mailbag's so heavy, I have to work so much harder. I'm happy Christmas is canceled, even though it, it's, I think, December 23rd, and I think most of this has already happened to him. I don't think, you know, getting these last couple days off is going to make a huge difference in his life, but find joy where you can, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, Olive explains like I have to. I'm sorry, I have to go. I have to save Christmas. And the mailman's like, "Don't, do not do that. <laughs> cut it out. And Stay home. Cut that out." <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Olive at the train station or at the bus station, ready she's gonna to take, buy. She's going to take the Mauve Hound bus 
Uh, she asks for a ticket to the North Pole, and whoever the ticket taker is says, riding or chasing? She's like, I'll be yeah. riding, thanks. Yeah, I like that. And Martini shows up behind her, and he's like, me too. Can you can, me, can you buy me a ticket? A ticket for me as well? And he's like, why are you going to the, to the North Pole? And I think he says something like, oh, what is what is his explanation for wanting to go to the North Pole? I think he just wants oh, to skip town. I did, yeah, I didn't write that down. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he wants to avoid some heat. It can't be where he's yeah. from, because penguins are from the South Pole. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah he's going to his not home uh and all was all was like fine i'll do you this one last favor i will also buy your ticket and right when he's about uh she's about to buy the ticket for both of them the mailman just comes up and like scoops her up and is like nope you committed mail fraud you're coming with me and like the <laughs> security guard and a bunch of other people like turn and look in like what are you doing you just picked up this sentient talking dog that's our friend and he's like, oh, they committed mail fraud. They they licked self-adhesing stamps. Nothing I can do. I got to take her away. Right. I, as a postal, as a mail delivery person, it is my job and responsibility to take into custody myself. Postal workers arrest anybody who mislicks a stamp. <laughs> exactly. Postal workers arrest. Uh, Martini, who had one of his offenses for being thrown out of the zoo was that he kept stealing zoo supplies, zoo office supplies, and he mm-hmm. throws a bunch of zoo branded pens at the mailman and it trips him up. And so him and Olive are able to escape on the bus. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because they didn't buy the tickets, but they still take the bus. I- <laughs> they don't. They didn't mention this. All like Martini didn't buy tickets. He's not shown buying tickets. They're just on the bus now, uh, oh. and the mailman is like, "No!" in the background. Um, and then we cut to the bus, and Olive is explaining to Martini about like what she heard on the radio, and she'll say several times throughout the movie, "Like, I'm Olive, the other reindeer. That's me. That's my new title. Uh, yeah. I have to go help. They he called me. There's nothing I can do. Just doing my job." uh someone has to save christmas like have like a lot of like reiterating like christmas is so important that's why i have to do my part and go save it uh and the the bus driver hears her story and he's like oh i've been in a similar boat i used to think that the pledge of allegiance was all about me richard stands (laughs) and this is uh tim tim meadows do you remember the fake Pledge of Allegiance from the show Hysteria? Something's telling me you do. I do. Do you, you remember the show Hysteria, first of all? It was uh, a history-based like, uh, like parody kids show, right? Like an animated show? Yeah, yeah it was a, a real silly comedy show. It, I don't remember who produced it, but it felt in similar tone to like Animaniacs or Tiny Toons. And it was yeah. all these sketches about like the uh, wacky history and it was part like here's the real story and also it's parody it's jokes and i forget the context of this but in one episode like somebody completely mishears the pledge of allegiance and they go i pledge ali sheedy to the slag of the united skates of emilio and to the repugnant richard stands one naked undergarments invisible man with liberace and puffed rice for all I do remember this, and I do remember you you quoting this several other times in our in my life. I know the enti- I don't know why I know the entire thing. 
Like, I don't remember <laughs> having that on tape. Hysteria didn't air that long. I, like, heard it once, maybe twice, and my brain's like, you're going to keep this until you die. <laughs> I'm just going to tuck that away. That might be important later. But yeah, that's fair. But yeah, uh, Richard stands uh, kind of like, he's like, well, if, if if that's what you heard, then yeah, let's go for it. Go do it. You got this. Uh, and then we get Billy West's cam- cameo as uh, two travelers behind them who... who like they didn't have like a very big line. I thought they were going to be like, like Richard, just kind of follow these characters yeah. along. But they're just like, oh yeah, we're uh, we're what what did they say? We were vacationing somewhere with the high forties, and we really just want to get somewhere more comfortable. So back to the North Pole, mm-hmm. and just make a, a cold joke. Yeah, we're from very far up north. Uh, <laughs> we we got somewhere where it's forty degrees, too hot, can't stand it, gotta go home. And they, they hear yeah. all of talk about being the other reindeer. And they're like, you know, you're really not a lot like a reindeer. A reindeer is like hooves and and antlers. And they list all these physical differences between a dog That's and a right. reindeer. And then Olive says, well, that all may be true, but I'm a reindeer just the same. Yeah. That's what I love about Olive is she's yeah. like 100%. I am reindeer. I am here to help. Christmas is important. Like Like a reindeer in your soul. Like you don't, (laughs) who cares what your physical body can do? If you believe you can fly, you can fly if Christmas depends on it. And then right when she's talking about all this Christmas stuff, uh, the mailman comes barreling down the highway, like pushing other cars out of the lane and Mm. like trying to like bump into the bus to like knock them off the road. And then Martini like pulls down the window, folds up one of the V uh, pieces of paper that has the zoo, city zoo on it. Yeah. And folds it up into an airplane and throws it into the ear of the mailman who <laughs> has the proper reaction of immediate panic. It's like, oh, this is too deep in my ear and I am vastly uncomfortable <laughs> and swerves off and cra- like crashes. Uh, he's like, I'll get them yet. There's also a bit I wrote down somewhere in the scene where Olive's like, she knows she has to fly. She believes in herself, but she's not sure exactly how she's going to do it, exactly how everything's going to go. She's still kind of worried. And Richard Stans tries to comfort her by saying like, you know, I was in a sticky situation once. I was driving downhill and then my brakes went out and we started careening. And she's like, what did you do? And he's like, I don't remember, but I guess it must have turned out all right. Yeah, I don't know what that what that joke was doing there because I thought that was going to imply that they were about to lose their brakes and it was about no, to happen they don't. again. They keep but driving they don't. normally. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I remember uh, a life or death situation and I'm still alive. So what I don't recall what I did. Block that out due to trauma, but I know I figured a way out because I'm here as living proof, and you can do the same, Olive. <laughs> you can also forget and live so they pull into the bus depot like to make the connection but they still have like an hour so they all mm. go to dinner with like uh olive martini and richard and the mailman gets into disguise as i think it's dot the waitress mm. uh keeping not changing nothing about his face i think he puts on lipstick and is just putting on uh fake yeah. hair and, and a uniform 
he puts on and... lipstick and earrings and the and the waitress uniform. And then later when he does like reveal his identity and he takes the outfit off, he keeps the lipstick and earrings on he for does. another scene. It's a pretty good yeah. look. He, he goes to the table to take everybody's order, pretending to be this waitress, and Olive orders a bone, dressing on the side. Richard orders deep-fried candy canes, and Martini orders the dead fish sampler. This town knows what they're about. <laughs> uh, this is also the moment where I think someone mentions, like, at a neighboring table or over, like, the uh, uh, the radio, just, like, the disappointment about, like, Santa may still not make it. He's thinking about calling it off. Mm-hmm. And then Olive jumps on the table and is like, don't worry, everyone. I'm Olive the other reindeer. I'm Santa asked for me. I'm going to save Christmas. And then, like, Martini, like, tries to, like, jazz her up. Like, what have, what have you guys never ever seen a, a small reindeer before? And Richard tries to, like, chant Olive, Olive, and get it going. But everyone in the restaurant is just looking at them, and the chanting slowly, <laughs> slowly stops. Like, okay, it's just a very and, and... awkward moment. <laughs> she she has to earn the cheering. She's not there yet. She will by the end of the special. Uh, the yeah. mailman, disguised as Dot, the waitress, says, "Oh, Olive, I heard Santa. Heard, he heard about you. He's at waiting outside. He wants to give you a flying test." And he lures her outside and captures her and throws her in the back of his truck. This is where he takes oh, off yeah. the waitress's uniform, but he's still got that lipstick and earrings on. Uh, and Olive is rattling around in the back of his truck with all of this mail, and she finds a a box addressed to her from the sender. Deus ex machina. Yes. <laughs> and he says, like, hey, don't open up mail back there. That's a federal offense. And she's like, oh, this is addressed to me. He's like, oh, okay, then it's fine. Never mind. Yeah, go, I can't stop you. That's your postal right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she opens up the box, and it's just a prepackaged, like, metal file. Perfect for escaping the zoo on it. Uh, mm. Referencing a scene earlier when monkeys were using files to escape the zoo. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she like uh, files her way out of the uh, back of the car and like opens the door and like crashes and flies out. And just as she does, the bus that she was supposed to take to the North Pole zips by and like she can't wave it down. She can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's kind of sadly walking back to the uh, to the bus depot. Mm-hmm. And she gets I think there. This is where... mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. She gets there and she meets back up with Martini and Richard. And Richard says, I just called the postal service to complain about that mailman. Guess what? I got their voicemail. <laughs> Which isn't really a joke. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a perplexing line. Like, yes, Richard, I think it's quite late at night. It's past business hours. You would get their voicemail. <laughs> it does take a second. Uh, but yeah, Richard's like, well, I, I would love to drive you up there myself. But I, I'll lose my job if I'm not taking this buck, this buck, taking this buck back to the buck depot. <laughs> he says, go try that bar over there. Maybe someone over there can give you a ride. And they go to this like little like oddly shaped bar called the Top of the World Bar. Because mm-hmm. they and are they practically the do- at the North Pole. Not there, but yeah. this is where they catch their connecting bus to the North Pole. This, yeah, this I think is a special only, like, that an hour away. Up. Yeah, they have, like, no regard for geography. They drove across the entire, like, 
icy, barren northerns of Canada, just in like a couple hours. Yeah. To a full depot with a full diner. Mm. Uh, very busy up there. And so, yeah, they open the doors to this bar and it's full of like North Pole denizens just like blowing off steam. Like there's an elf band like playing music. There's reindeers standing upright and just like having a beer. Not beer, not beer, of course. No one's drinking on screen, uh, mm. but they're just at the bar like drinking something probably implying mm. drinking. Uh, there's a man in later hosen. There's an Easter bunny at the bar messing <laughs> with people. And then Olive, in typical Olive fashions, just first thing she says when she enters this building where she doesn't know anybody is shouts, I'm Olive, the other reindeer. I need to get to the North Pole to save Christmas. <laughs> Who here can help me? <laughs> this is how we should all approach our problems. Just loudly announce your name and your identity and your purpose in life and ask for help from any any person you see. First thing when you it walk into to... any establishment, yell your purpose and your need for aid. It has to work some of the time. It has to. <laughs> Somebody will want to take that quest. Yeah. So a, a scruffy reindeer and like the man in lederhosen start to kind of bully Olive. Like, oh, you're a reindeer, huh? You must be a pretty good flyer. And uh, Olive's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or no, it was Martini. Martini jumps in. It's like, yeah, she's a great flyer. She's she's superb. So they pick her up and start what, like no, tossing what he her. No, what he says is, oh. of course she can fly. She can fly like a bird. The kind of birds that fly, I mean. <laughs> yes, the very same. Oh, do you think he was doing that to deflect the fact that he's a penguin? Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, perhaps out of respect for other flightless birds like the ostrich. That's fair. That's fair. We respect ostriches in this house. This podcast house. <laughs> so yeah, they, the reindeer and the and the man start like throwing her to each other. Uh, and then she gets like thrown to the bar and they start to pick on Martini and like pull on his briefcase and Olive starts barking at them. And the reindeer goes like, oh, wow, a reindeer that barks. Very special. And she just, like, kind of tears into them with, like a, like, a little, like, speech and monologue. Like, what are you doing? Don't you know how close to Christmas we are? Do you want to get gifts? You're being pretty naughty right now. What do you, yeah. what do you want for Christmas? Do you think you deserve it? Yeah, and, like, yeah. And she says, them. yeah, she's like, I know you've asked Santa for something. Do you think you deserve what you asked for? Don't you want to feel like you have and she says i'm trying to deserve the good things i have and the good things i hope to have in the future yeah it's a good speech and i think one of these guys in this bar and this whole bar has real uh the bar from tangled vibes to it yeah it so yeah the, the i think the reindeer starts bursting into song and the reindeer is uh michael stipe of rem <laughs> yeah plays he introduces himself as Schnitzel, uh, mm -hmm. Blitzen's uh, flightless younger brother. <laughs> and so they, they, they start singing this song about like, oh, we're not that bad. It's fine. We're just tired from working at the North Pole. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. And while they're singing about being not so bad, there's like bar brawls breaking out in the background and everything. And then like, there's the another... There's another wordplay character. There's a large man named Round John Burgeon. 
And he's like, I always thought Silent Light was about me. And he talks about how he's always wanted this really nice drill. And then he's like, Oh no, maybe no. I'm. T- it's huh? That's not the line. The line oh. is. He introduces himself as Round John Burgeon, and all of us like, oh, like the Silent Night song. And he just deadpan says, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what it is. Right. All yeah. I wrote down was his name, and I figured he was in the same boat as Richard Stans. Like, that must be about me. I heard something that sounded <laughs> like my name. It's about me, Round John. And he talks about how he wants this nice drill, and he's like, I'm too naughty to deserve such a nice drill. Yeah. So he ends up like giving them the ride they need up to the North Pole. Oh, yeah, so he, like, drops them off in, like, his big truck, and uh, Martini's like, here, for your trouble, and gives him more stationery from the zoo. And he's like, wow, <laughs> envelopes, thank you. Like, very sincere. So they get they, to the North Pole. Mm, they're outside the gates of the North Pole, specifically. Yes. There's a gate and, like, a gatekeeper. And the the press is also waiting outside the gate to find out if Santa's really going to be able to make his flight tonight. I guess it's the 24th. Uh, there is mm-hmm. the, the ubiquitous reporter voiced by Tress McNeil, my most trusted voice in fictional reporting. Honestly, yeah. So yeah, everyone's there trying trying to get opinions and trying to get thoughts. And Olive just kind of walks up to the security booth by the gates. And he's like, oh, I'm Olive the other reindeer, you know? Santa called for me. I'm here. I'm here to help. He asked for me no. specifically. And at every turn, this this elf is like, no, no, no. You can't come in. I don't care who sent for you. Uh, it's not going to happen. Get out of here. And they, I forget how they do it. Uh, Martini but has pulled... a plan. Yeah, Martini has a plan. Uh, he's still got one of his broken Rolexes, and he leaves it in like a, a gift for this the security guard elf and the elf is like a gift from who and he opens it up and he's like oh cool a rolex oh no it's broken and he sees at the bottom of the box there's a note about here's watch repair center call this number and so he calls the number which goes to a nearby payphone that martini answers and he's like oh you have a broken watch i'll send somebody right over they're a penguin you're gonna see a penguin and then he walks over like, oh, maybe he's in disguise or maybe he's just like, hey, it's me. The watch repair penguin. Here I am. Oh, the watch is, you know, there's some interference with the with your electricity system. It's getting to the watch here. And so he gets back into the control board and he like turns off the fence alarms. And that's how Olive sneaks into North Pole Central. Yeah, she sneaks under the fence and once she's on the other side, Martina's like, all right, I'm going to have to take this to the shop. Sorry about that. Happy holidays. See you later. Uh, and kind of like waves goodbye to um, to Olive and like walks, starts like walking back. And meanwhile, we see the mailman pull up as well. And he just has to tell the security guard like, hey, I have letters for Santa. I got to get in. And he goes in very easily. Uh, <laughs> Mailman's privileges. This must be why, despite his how much he hates Christmas. He seems to love the, just the postal service itself on all other days. He could just pick another job. He hasn't mailman for life. Loves the career. Won't leave. No, he's, he's into it. Uh, so yeah, we see Santa and like Mrs. Claus and like a bunch of elves and reindeers, like all deliberating. Like, can you, can you make it? Like, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we could, And they're just like, oh, I don't know about this. But we can't disappoint all these people and reaches into the bag of mail the mailman just dropped off and starts pulling out like phony letters 
that Santa doesn't realize. Like, oh, this says uh, lose some weight and get a job, fatty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the mailman has been writing fake letters to Santa as if they are from kids saying, dear Santa, I hate you. Please don't come to my house. Hoping that Santa yeah. will get the hint and just stop doing Christmas. Exactly. And then Olive comes around the corner and is like, those are from a bad mailman. He he wants to he he wants to hate Christmas. He hates Christmas. And he does they, they and tell wants about... to continue. <laughs> no plans so, on stopping. Yeah, and then Olive introduces herself. I'm Olive the other reindeer. You called for me on the radio. And Santa's like, I don't remember doing something like that. <laughs> and he's like, Can you fly? And Olive just says, Can you afford not to find out? <laughs> And then she gives uh, another speech about Christmas. Like, we got to do this. We have to try something. And I'm here mm -hmm. to help. And Santa's yeah. like, what the heck? We'll try it. Well, let's, let's get you hooked up. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to point out that at some point when we see the inside of Santa's workshop, he does have a menorah. Yeah. He's he's an all-rounder. And then the mailman kind of is kind of creeping around. He's like, that didn't work. But he's still, like, up to something. And... Then we cut to them hitching Olive up, and they're like, okay, we'll try this out. And they go to take Olive, and Olive is, of course, a little dog with s smaller legs than all these big reindeer around her. Yeah. And they got, like, this one reindeer next to her, like, all right, do you think you can do this? We're, we're counting on you, kid. And she's just, like, giving it her all, like, like flailing her legs as much as she can, like, running it yeah. as hard as she can trying to get them to take off and it's a little bumpy and but once they like kind of even out into the sky she's a little dipped low but she's yeah. still helping she's still running and like not being dragged along so yeah. it's kind of implied that she is kind of helping yeah she's running on nothing but i guess they sort of are too the reindeer but she's yeah she yeah. truly does give it her all great energy I didn't write yeah. down who said this, but at some point, I guess somebody asked about Rudolph and somebody else says, there is no Rudolph. It's just one of those urban legends. Yeah, they, that's what Olive asks about this. Like, where's Rudolph? Ah. And that's one of the reindeers uh, says that to, to her. Like, eh, don't worry about him. He's not real. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened. Meanwhile, uh, Martini is watching all this happen. Like, wow, Olive, you really did it. And mm -hmm. the, all the news people turn to him like, you know who that is? Who is that? Tell us about that. And so he starts telling the full story. Uh, and we're seeing it on TVs all over. People are like seeing what's happening. Like, oh, yeah, Olive heard about it on the radio, did all this, all this stuff. And now she's here. She's helping. And da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. they get to I think they, this is where they get to the first house. And, and Olive is like, wow, that's uh, that's that's a lot of effort, but I think I can do this. And they go to open the bag, and it's full of that, uh, j full of junk mail. It's full of like, uh huh, uh, like jury duty, uh, like, uh, what is the what's the word? Competitions, uh, per, like entries into like competitions. Oh on, like, yeah, yeah, like mail. you. Yeah, like you you could win the sweepstakes. Here's a coupon for dry yeah. cleaning. Do you want to go to Arby's? We've coupons for Arby's, <laughs> big beef. This and is cheddar just a letter from my aunt asking me if I want to go to Arby's. <laughs> could have called. 
Uh, and he's like, oh, no, we grabbed the wrong bag. Where's our bag? And then Olive sniffs it out. And it's like, I know where our bag is. The mailman must have it. So they turn around and they're bearing down on the mail truck as it's got toys in the back. And they're like gaining up on it. And Olive is just like hanging down because she's hang- she already h- hangs down really low from being in the rigging. Mm. And it's just like at the window of the mail truck, like trying to force her way in and force him off the road and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, oh, yeah, Martini was also uh, Martini after his interviews walked over to the mail truck to see what was going on. Mm. And the mailman grabbed him and taped him up and threw him in the back. So yeah. all the while this is happening, we're watching Martini in the back fiddle with like toys to try and like cut himself himself free. Yeah, because the up... mailman swapped the bags. He gave Santa the junk mail and he's like, I'm taking these toys. I never got the toy I wanted. Yeah. And at this point, Martini gets a jack in the box and is winding it up with his feet and it launches the jack and it spooks the mailman so much that he, you know, loses control and crashes. Yeah, and then Olive uh, goes over to the snowdrift where the mailman has crashed, and she's like, are you okay, Martini? And he says, shaken, but not stirred. <laughs> the mailman is disposed. They can get the bag of toys back. Uh, Olive's ready to take flight again. She takes two big cardboard envelopes out of the postal truck and sticks them onto yeah. her paws to make, like, wings. So she's kind of flapping through the air. She's very yeah. cute. And uh, do we see Santa fly around the world? They fly past London, where Big Ben has got one of those misspelled Rolex signs for the clock face. <laughs> uh, they fly over the Sydney Opera House, and then the stars in the night sky form the stars on the Australian flag. Uh, they fly past uh, Vatican City, where Santa's there to give a gift to the Pope. Pope just wanted a baseball cap. He just doesn't wear yeah. want to wear his Pope hat all the time. What's it change? They also fly over Tokyo where there's a giant Ultraman looking guy and a Godzilla, but they're friends. They're friends tonight on Christmas. They're also singing the song along with them. Yeah. Uh, So it's time for another song. They fly to Notre Dame and they they meet the the hunchback and they give him a back scratcher that he uses. Uh, This song, by the way, is performed by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy along with Uh Drew Well, that's nice. Uh, Yeah. I, I assume it's one of the reindeer is, is played by the one of those voices. Mr. Um, Daddy himself. Mr. Mr. Bad Voodoo Daddy? Mr. Voodoo Daddy? Mr. Daddy? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they, they sing this whole song about Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas after all. Mm. Uh, and they li- land at the last house and on the mailbox it says, The Zizus, the ZZYZUs. Yeah, <laughs> Santa goes through the entire world alphabetically, not geographically. Yeah. Not by region, only alphabetically, zipping back and forth all over. I mean, it's the most efficient. Uh, so yeah, meanwhile, all of is like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And like the other reindeers are like, we're going to play some uh, reindeer games after this. Do you want to come with us? Do you want to join? And they're like, maybe I got to get home to Tim. And then the sky gets a little foggy. Mm. And Santa's like, Olive, with your great nose, can you smell us home tonight? Like, Mrs. Claus is making cookies. So she smells their their path through the night mm. to the cookies. And then Christmas is over. So now everyone on North Pole, like, staff and crew gets their gifts. Yeah. And everyone is, like, getting, I think one of the reindeers has a jump rope. Uh, 
someone someone gets some tools and olive gets a gift and it's like a little uh fake reindeer horns that she can put on her head yeah she's got a little antler headband antler not reindeer horns (laughs) (laughs) somebody tells her olive you saved christmas and she says no i only convinced everybody else to do their best yeah very wholesome what a hero (laughs) i'm happy we have olive in the world yeah but yeah one of the reindeers gives olive a ride home uh oh yeah then this is where martini uh gets to the zoo and dj drove (laughs) he drove the mail truck back home he did he didn't know how to drive he's like i'll try it and he's like using boxes as like uh extended feet and everything Mm mm-hmm but yeah, they get to the zoo and and he's got uh still has the mailman in the back. And Dijic Bader is like, "We saw you on TV. You helped save Christmas. Would you like your old job back?" And he's like, "No, I think I have other things I'd like to do, but I do have a replacement." And we cut to the penguin enclosure and they just kind of dump the mailman who's now all taped up and has like a like a cylinder like taped to his face like a beak. He's like, here's yeah. your new penguin. It's a man. <laughs> Don't ask questions. This is absolutely a penguin. Not a man covered in tape just to look like a penguin. Exactly. And then we get a nice Tim and Olive reunion. Tim explains <laughs> that he, like, why would he want another dog when he has the perfect dog right here? Aw. We missed that the penguins then give the mailman a box of fish and he weeps with joy. All he wanted we was ass- to be given a gift. He we assume it's joy. It could it be looked- object horror. It looked like he, to me. It looked like he was so happy just to have any gift, even if it was penguins who he, who are previously strangers to him. He doesn't know these penguins. They give him fish. Maybe he doesn't even like fish, but somebody gave him something. Yeah, yeah. This happens during like the end montage where we're getting a reprise from the song from the beginning. Mm. We're seeing like Christmas Day. Everyone's opening their gifts. the The guy that like wanted a drill got a drill. Yeah. Everyone that mentioned yeah. the gifts they want get them. Olive Round gets John up. opens up his box and it's a drill, and the box is <laughs> yeah. labeled a drill, a drill. And then the reindeer uh, Schnitzel gets a football. And is like, wow, football! And then he uses his drill and just pops the football, and they all laugh. <laughs> But yeah, Olive and uh, Fido the Flea get opposable thumbs. They're just like little thumbs they can put on their hands. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like t- Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but you put on a big thumb and you thumb wrestle. It's a thumb game. Yeah. Thumb game. Martini gets uh, like his hand shook by uh, someone in front of the mail building, and he's in like a new uniform, so he's a mailman now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim gets new slippers, non-chewed. Uh, yeah, this is where the the, fi- the box of fish happens. But yeah, we see all of our, our characters we met, and they're all happy. Uh, and then, yeah, we get the uh, song from the beginning and uh, end credits. That's it. It's short, and it is truly sweet. It's a really wholesome movie. It's only uh, about, like, 45 minutes, honestly. Mm. Very easy to watch, very digestible. And it's on YouTube. <laughs> it is Just on YouTube, it and there. it's very... You, Very there was easy an option. to access. There was an option when I was going through like different qualities to find a good one. There was an option to watch this with the original commercials from 1999. Oh, nice. 
So I would recommend that. It's a lesser audio quality, but if you're in it for like the nostalgia trip, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And yeah, this was uh, this was great. This was very wholesome. Would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy happy holidays. Thanks for watching yeah. this movie. Thanks to listening to us explain this movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always. As always. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so much. Mel, this was your mm-hmm. pick. It was. Uh, so next time you guys listen to us, the next thing we're watching is something me and Mel very much enjoy mm. and for a long time couldn't find anywhere. And when we could find it, it was like in 2004 and we could buy like two episodes on iTunes. Uh-huh. Next time we're watching Sheep in the Big City. Yes! I Where can this be found? Where? Someone someone uploaded it to YouTube pretty recently, so we can watch it oh, for a limited thank time. Thank goodness. Yeah. I, uh, I don't we, know what, this, what episodes we'll watch, but yeah. I want to talk about Clearance Day. <laughs> if you want to pick the episodes, I'll send it to you. I don't uh, even... Re- this was such a sketchy show. I, I, in yeah. that, I mean, it had a lot of short segments to it. I don't remember what were actual episodes. I just remember clearance day uh the clome mm. uh little lisa rentals maybe she's in the clearance day episode we get a two for i think her. she is <laughs> i want to see the ranting suite i want to see it all we'll see it maybe we'll just watch the first three episodes uh something we don't usually do but that might just have all those pieces in it mm. uh, but yeah, this was not a show that time. aired for very long, as far as I remember. No, I think it had like two seasons, and that was it. Uh, and then, yeah, it was not available to buy anywhere. It You had to watch it in reruns, and when they stopped airing reruns, it was unavailable for a long time. Uh, but yeah, tune in for that next time. And speaking of next time, uh, yes. we are recording this uh, on December 9th for this uh-huh. episode to go up on the... It's. I don't know if it's on the 25th. I think it's like around the 25th. The um, 25th is a Saturday this year. Okay, cool. Yeah, this will come out on Christmas. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to y'all who celebrate. Thanks for listening on Christmas, if you are very devoted of you. Thank you. Yeah, or, or just have a chill Saturday otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Relax Thanks and for... kick back, as we tell you every time. Thanks for making us part of your December time. But that goes to show you that we have... No kind of uh, buffer for our episodes right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to take January off. We're not going to be releasing any episodes in January. So we can start kind of creating some new library episodes. So we have a little bit more comfort when we start releasing episodes again. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we'll catch you guys in February. Uh, But until then, if you would be so kind, uh, so much more kind than you already are being, if you'd like to up your kindness a little bit uh you can leave us a five-star reading and review on uh itunes or wherever you listen to this podcast uh and if you take a screenshot of that five-star review we can and send it to us we can read it on the air if you want to inquire about being a guest on the show or give us suggestions for things to watch you can email us saturdaymopod at gmail.com or talk to us on twitter at saturdaymopod we'd love to hear from you uh, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Jams Wilk. Mel, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. 
Listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots network of podcasts. I'm on the review show every week, a book club style media discussion show. Next episode we're recording is about 8-Bit Christmas. I watched it and then I pitched it to my co-host Kyle and he happened to pick that as our topic. So you can hear us talking about some holiday and holiday adjacent stuff over there. I'm on our general nonsense chat show, The Captain's Log, every week. We just recorded um, our our Rotten Tomatoes game we play every year. We're the first weekend of December. We look at upcoming movies through the rest of December and through the next year. And we predict what we think the Rotten Tomatoes score will be. And then we tally up mm. how close we were for the preceding year's movies. And then whoever gets the most numbers that are closest gets a pizza. All our games are for <laughs> pizza steaks. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> we already did it. I already lost. But there's another game we've been playing that I might win. So it might be a wash. Kyle and I just buy our own pizzas for ourselves and not for each other. We've yet to see. <laughs> so when you win the pizza games, you have you buy pizza for yourself and that's the treat? I guess so. We we typically enjoy a pizza during our retrospective. Uh, the Whatnots as a podcast network originally launched towards like the end, uh, in, in, you know, towards the end of December, beginning of January. So December every year we do a big retrospective anniversary episode where we look back on the year. We've got everybody from all our podcasts on the network, which is, uh, five of us, (laughs) five, six, and we all hang out and just talk about our year, look at the year in review and play silly games and, and we make predictions and, and goals for the upcoming year and we eat pizza and it's just a big long party episode. So if you just want like a lot of nice company, check out our retrospectives. It's just us chattering for several hours. This is our end of the year <laughs> party for our little podcasting business. Nice. So go check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a good holiday. If you're celebrating, if you're not celebrating, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a good time. I hope it's a happy time. And I hope you're having uh, a good Saturday. And we mm-hmm. will see you guys next year. Thank you guys for waiting during our hiatus. We'll see you, see you next time. Relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. Relax. Kick back. It's the holidays. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year! That's enough, fellas. Uh, we'll just leave now. We don't want any trouble. Oh, it's Mr. Briefcase. Let's see what you got in there. Watch it, pal. That's valuable merchandise. It's mine. A barking reindeer. Isn't that just... Stow it, Tundra Breath. Maybe I'm just a little runt with no antlers, but it looks like I'm the only one who's trying to save Christmas. You could at least wish me luck. There are actually people out there who want to cancel Christmas. Are you on their side? Uh... Throwing someone off a roof. Is that how you want to remember Christmas? You must have asked Santa for something. Do you think you deserve what you've asked for? (sighs) It's a two-way street. Santa doesn't just give you stuff because you ask. You have to deserve it. I'm trying to deserve the good things I have and the good things I hope I will have in the future. 
If you want me to fail, then I guess it's too late to save Christmas. It's already gone. Come on, Martini. A drill. What? I asked Santa for a reversible three-speed cordless electric drill. I'm too naughty to deserve such a nice drill. All right, pull yourself together. Let's think about this. Olive, huh? That's right. I'm sorry, Olive. We're really not such a bad bunch. When you're this far north with no sunlight, sometimes tempers spray.